0: hey hey success i think we did it okay um, this is exciting <laughs> <laughs> now we record <laughs> we are recording
1: <laughs> it's happening <laughs> all right well hey And welcome to the OK Now What podcast. My name is Allison. And my name is Bridget. And living on opposite coasts, And we find ourselves like calling each other, texting, or thinking about emailing each other. Questions all the time basically around, OK, this is my problem. Now what? And recently we've sent each other like a pretty interesting list. Here's a review.
0: Okay, I bought a house and the water heater is now leaking all over the floor in the garage.
1: Okay, now what? I moved in with my boyfriend and I was too shy to uh, use the laboratories, but now what?
0: <laughs> okay, I just quit my job and the only thing I want to do is canvas for the midterms and run. Okay, now what? <laughs> I worked to
1: flip my local district, the New Jersey 4th. Uh, From this homophobic 38 year incumbent to a 39 year old who is a local. Veteran and uh, from the Navy, very handsome and we lost. Now, what
0: Uh, I just met this rad woman who is doing inspiring work to help increase access to mental
1: health professionals. Okay, now what? Uh, I need to buy the Barefoot Contessa a stocking stuffer for Christmas? For real? Now what? (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty, like,
0: New York-y, I feel like, thing. Now what?
1: (laughs) Uh, But basically... It's true, though. (laughs) And I have no idea. And people are saying I shouldn't get her CBD chocolates, and I definitely think I should get her CBD chocolates. And if not that, what? Although I do hear that, like, the lotions... Like some of the lotions are really interesting for our, our, our listeners, which is just you and me right now, (laughs) I will share the uh, um, like some recommendations on that, especially about the cream. And if that uh, Charlotte's web uh, promo code is shareable, share it with our listeners, sponsor opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the next steps. That's what this podcast is all about. Presenting the problems and then the solutions.
0: Yes, and and laughing along the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, but basically,
0: the goal of this podcast is to have the conversations that you aren't used to hearing. So that might be going uh, <laughs> off on a tangent about CBD oil because it's a good idea as maybe a gift for Barefoot
1: Contessa for Christmas. Different takes on the same on the same trends.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one like that one I feel like just has become like so popular, and yeah, the pe- the the different people that are using it. Um, and in different ways, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, it definitely speaks to like the, the broad. Um, implications and like medicinal effect of, of marijuana and CBD oil. Um, but now
1: what legislators now, what know, do something about it, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so some of these episodes we're thinking are just going to be the 2 of us talking like we are now. <laughs> um, and other episodes will bring on interesting people who are doing rad things. Um, but I think we want to talk to them less about just the rad things. This isn't going to be like a fresh air episode. We want to talk to them about things like their childhood, their favorite bad joke, the first time they pooped at their significant other's house, whoop whoop. Or, or their most embarrassing childhood story. We want them, and we and we are going to drop the script and talk about the messier, funnier, and more random parts of life. Some of these conversations will lead to questions that we don't have answers yet to. Um, But whenever possible, we want to offer solutions um, and things that we've done that have helped us get from one what now moment to another,
1: like we would for each other in our texts and emails and phone calls. Two smart ladies coming together to solve problems.
0: Yeah. Two just like opinionated millennials, they'll, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, give you like some good advice, some bad advice, and some just like, I don't know.
0: I don't know. what the, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I was like going to start out the intro with like, hey, you anxious and overstressed millennial. Because who else would listen to an advice podcast about like, these are common everyday issues. What do you strangers think? But, uh, you know, I do. So uh, I, I know who I'm talking to. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, my mom's going to want, my mom will definitely listen. So there we have like a diverse audience.
1: Exactly. My mom will listen. Our <laughs> boyfriends will listen. Uh, yeah. Maybe some of our friends will listen. They'll listen to the first five minutes and say that they listened. Yeah, exactly. We have <laughs> to
0: like put an Easter egg at the end
1: and be like, did you get all the
0: way to the end where we mentioned you?
1: Yeah, John, did you listen? <laughs> Um, that's the now what to how you know if your boyfriend listened to your exactly, podcast episodes. exactly
0: <laughs> tune in next week to see if john's still around <laughs> you got this john come on come on john you,
1: you know, know one what's job. now
0: you, yeah. know, you have one job john <laughs> um so i think for this for this first inaugural episode um well let's talk about like the now what that's bugging you this week and the now what that's keeping you awake at night
1: well um, the now what yeah, for ahead. this week is so i recently moved into a new apartment with john and <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts <laughs> and um it it's beautiful and it came almost move in ready except for this one wall like everything else in the apartment is very minimal and bare and the people who lived here before us had no taste but they just kept it really clean and organized and I appreciate them for that but they painted this one wall this very like statement light blue and I hate it and it doesn't match (laughs) with anything that I've got going on and I want to start hanging pictures and feel like I'm fully moving in but it's really expensive to paint <laughs> a living room wall. I have the time, and so I just don't know whether I should invest in trying to paint this wall myself, knowing that it is the most prominent wall in my entire apartment, and there's no way that I'm going to do it, you know, at the level that a professional would, or should I just, you know, bite the bullet and pay somebody to do it beautifully? I just don't know. But I'm a crafty person. You know, I like getting my hands dirty. Yeah. But it it seems like an overwhelming task when I sit and stare at it every day. Okay, so how, how tall are these ceilings? Like, you know, I think about, like, okay, I painted my, like,
0: dorm room, but it was, like, a little dungeon. It didn't take me that long. It wasn't that hard. Like, are we, we're talking, like, high ceilings. You've got to invest in, like, the
1: ladders. Okay. We need ladders. We need rollers. <laughs> we need tarps. We probably need a few buckets of paint. All uh, right. The the highest point of the wall, and this is a very rough estimate because in, in now what spirit I'm measuring based on how <laughs> tall I am and projecting how tall I would be on my wall. But I think it's like 13 feet.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a project. That's a, That's yeah. a thing.
1: Yeah. And it, you know, there are lots of like curves in the wall. There are lots of angles in the wall. It it looks like a job for a professional.
0: Do we have Do we have molding? Like, are we ha- we are gonna have to like tape no. off?
1: Okay, okay, no but molding. That makes it a little easier. So, well, you will have to take eh, eh, no, no, no molding, okay. no molding. Okay. The, the, like the obstacles are manageable. Like, is it worth the personal satisfaction to say that I did it? Because it will Mm -hmm. definitely look like I did it versus (laughs) (laughs) something nicer than that. And, you know, it's a it's a time it's an opportunity cost question, too,
0: because is
1: my time worth more money or is, you know, the experience worth more money uh, or is the experience just worth more? It doesn't have to be money. Yeah. I don't know. I mean,
0: yeah, now what? Okay, now what? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, this is like, this is a tough one. But I would say, I think that you can paint the wall. And I think actually like, okay, yes, your, your time is actually way worth way more than the
1: time it would take. But I'm I, unemployed right now. So yeah. my time is actually worth nothing. No. My <laughs> time is for the taking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think it's like a little bit of a part of nesting. Um, and I think, I think it'll bring you pride. I think you'll like learn something and you'll, you'll enjoy, you'll enjoy the process more than I think you will. It'll be funny and if, if nothing else, like, it's just like, um. You know, kind of funny social media fodder, you can make like a Instagram story
1: out of it or do 1 of those crazy time lapse videos. And I can have the answer for when somebody comes at me with a very similar question. I can have a better, yeah, <laughs> better <laughs> advice than just like
0: I hired yeah. these guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call them up. <laughs> like I
1: don't know. Just fear. Fear yeah. is what I feel. Yeah. But it's interesting that you say that I should make it social media follow fodder because actually the what's keeping me up at night. Is social media. I, for my 30th birthday, (laughs) I got off of social media, as I feel like kind of everyone is doing right now, like a a social cleanse. Yeah. And I thought it was only going to be 30 days. It ended up being almost 90. In that time, I went on trips. I had incredible experiences, things that I will always remember, and actually some beautiful photographs that I took. Yeah. But I just was able to or do I think I was able to live those experiences more because I wasn't on social media. And now that I'm back on, I've started to post those pictures and I get, you know, really favorable responses and it's great to hear from people that I haven't heard from. And it feels like a reconnecting. It certainly makes it easier to talk to you, you know, get a little glimpse of what's going on in your life. Uh, and, but I I hate it and it it makes me feel like So morally, socially, emotionally, I don't know, fired up, fired up. I don't know. Now what? It's like like you need a place for it in your life, but it can't be something that I'm like constantly checking and measuring myself against my own success on.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I struggle with this. I'm definitely more active on social media than you are, but I feel the same way. Like Instagram makes me feel probably more shitty than it does make me feel good. (laughs)
1: Um, reliably.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and I do think that there's like, there is that thing of like, you know, for me, actually, I've kind of compartmentalized my social media. So like on Instagram, the on- almost the only thing I'm ever talking about or sharing are pictures of running. Cause I feel like it's the most kind of visually interesting thing that I do. Um, and so, you know, I'll post a picture from a run that I thought was great, but then there is this thing of like, if it doesn't get enough likes like was like does that somehow take away from the run you know like do i like right. then like almost reimagine that the run was like less because i'm like well people like people aren't really into this run they didn't think i looked that great so you know i guess it wasn't that good um, did i have less fun in tulum because my picture <laughs> didn't get as many likes as- <laughs> right right was my outfit not as cute as i thought it was <laughs> i thought it was really cute yeah it's 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 tough but like i i guess i kind of like the compartmentalizing of it because i like for me the most supportive most empowering like community on instagram is like the runner like especially like the women running community like there are some awesome women out there that like i would have never connected with um otherwise and like you know okay corny as it is like we're instagram friends and you know i can kind of follow them along training and Maybe we end up at the same race and, like, now I have a way to, like, meet them, connect with them and feel like, oh, you know, I'm not the only one struggling through this part of my training or, um, you know, everybody has, like, good runs, bad runs, whatever. Like, there still is is that, like, kind of nagging, like, comparison there that I think, you know, is just, like, embedded deeply into Instagram and maybe all right. social
1: media. Like, um, inherent in the algorithm. Yeah. It's just in there.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. But... But I don't know, for, for me at least, like, the running Instagram is 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 pretty much a net positive. I can definitely go down a rabbit hole, though, and, like, spend way too much time and get a little crazy comparing myself to to other things um, or to other people.
1: That's, I mean, that's a very good point. I've got two kind of not as personal initiatives, both Girls Poo, yeah. which we'll definitely talk about on another episode, but is the kind of pl- uh mentoring platform that I talked about earlier and I love to cook so it's like I could find a community and like use social media rather than being a place that I go to reflect myself and then get validation to be a place that I just go to find other like-minded people who like to bake at home but I'm not I'm not evolved there yet I'm still panicked about it and like to (laughs) post pictures of myself and get (laughs) likes (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there is something to be said for just using social media to like, yeah, be about one part of your personality, because then it feels like it's like less of a judgment on like you as a person as a whole. And the judge, I guess, like, it just depends on how you how you feel about it. Honestly, I have days where I'm like, I love social media. Everybody <laughs> loves me. And I'm amazing. And I'm confident. And I'm commenting on people. And I'm saying the right shit. And they love it. And we love it. And it's great. And then I have days where I'm like, ugh. I like. I am the worst person. I don't know what to say to anybody. All my pictures are awful, and why do I bother with this crap? And
1: you may actually just said something that I think is a diamond in the rough. You comment on other people's things. You're not just there spectating. You're yeah. both putting yourself out there, and you're engaging. And so you are building that community, and I do not do that. I am such a troll. I'm just on there. <laughs> I am ghost following you. I am looking, but I'm not... <laughs> making myself known yeah I'm a creep and I actually didn't think we were gonna get to a okay now what moment but I will report back next week on changing those behaviors and seeing if I can't start finding you know a little bit more community outlet and a little less just anxiety and madness on social
0: Yay. Okay. And
1: we need, like, we need some stories about painting the wall. (laughs) Yes. No, I have to make a decision this week because if it doesn't get done by the holidays, it's not going to get done. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Good. So... My now what for this week is I'm thinking about Thanksgiving. Um I am I'm actually like really into the holidays right now. I think it might be the fact that like right now California is so smoky and it makes me so sad. And I tend to like miss, you know, miss being back east, miss miss having weather and seasons. Um Allison earlier was telling me that it started to snow in New York this morning and I was like, uh oh uh, want want that now, please. Um So, uh, yeah, I actually last night, like, put up, like, little holiday lights on the trees outside of our house. It's so charming. Um, And then I started, like... It's a little too early. I know. (laughs) I know. Actually, it's so funny. My neighbor, as I'm putting them up, was like, uh, really? This (laughs) early? And I was like, listen, John, if it brings me joy, like, please let me have this. And he's like... Fair. He's exactly what he said. He He goes, fair. But if they're still up in March, I'm coming. We're having a conversation. (laughs) I was like, "All right, John, deal. Thank you for letting me have this one." <laughs> um, so, uh, thinking about about cooking, about what we're going to cook for Thanksgiving, and I will say that my family tends to stray from the traditional Thanksgiving meal. We've kind of given up on turkey. Um, Interesting. Often, yeah. And oftentimes, like the sides just become uh, things that go along well with whatever it is that we had recently that we thought is worth repeating. So <laughs> one example of I mean, we, we tend actually to cook um, like really good uh, barbecued like chicken thighs, which I think are often better than turkey or at least they're more reliable than turkey you can you can you can nail that turkey's a little trickier um and then one year we had like scallion pancakes um and uh sometimes pumpkin pie but sometimes it'll be like a tart or a torch or some of some kind but this year my sister and her new husband are coming and he is a little bit more traditional and so we're trying to i'm kind of trying to think of like how can we Pay homage to like the traditional kind of Thanksgiving, but still keep it, have it feel like it's us. So I think we're still going to do the the chicken, but like, I want the perfect stuffing recipe and the perfect mashed potato recipe. Um, so that's my like, okay, now what? Like the internet is full of these things. Pinterest is overwhelming. Um But like I want the kind of classic but perfect version of these delectable things on my table.
1: And I think that like the, you know, the way that we attack stuffing in my house is the most traditional because it is just cornbread muffins bought from a store. We've tried to make them ourselves. They're like never as good as like bakery from the grocery store. corn muffins. Um, A mix of sweet and hot, if you like hot, but mostly mm-hmm. sweet Italian sausage okay. and kale.
0: Ooh.
1: And it's really just, like, a simple cook together and some broth. You know, we use some turkey stock because we make the turkey stock along with the turkey. But you can use chicken broth or whatever yeah. the main. Because part of what it sounds like you're missing from your table is, like, the comfort food aspect. Yes. It's, like, I love, like... Grilled chicken thighs, but like I eat that on a Thursday. I want something that feels like tryptophaned out. I'm laying on the couch watching football, even though uh, that's, you know, that's something to unpack in a future episode. (laughs) And, you know, it is, it's the holidays of now what? It's like, we could go to a movie or not. We could lay on the couch or not. It's kind of like, you don't have to do anything. You're not obligated to go to church or open presents or even really like spend any more time with family. Because once the dinner is done, it's like, we've been together all day. Right. So I feel like comfort food, you know, doing going to the max with your stuffing recipe, whatever feels most like decadent to you. Like maybe there are like cr- uh, craisins in there. There's something mm-hmm. else that's like really like warm or nutty or pecans yeah. in yeah. the stuffing. You know, if you don't want to go full on meat, because I know that you guys are, you know, in California a little healthier <laughs> than we might be. So no. there are like iterations of that. But also like, If you're going to do the new age, I have this Gwyneth Paltrow washed turnip um, instead of potatoes. You know, if you're trying to not do Mm. something as like starchy or carby, like it's delicious. It tastes like just as kind of rich and creamy as a mouthfeel. But it's a nice kind of like modern take on something that we consider comfort food, but a like a healthier spin, like you could still actually go on a run the next day and not feel dead. Yeah, that is true. I'm like, the other thing with
0: Thanksgiving is literally I have a marathon on the second. So I'm like, okay, how much food can I eat? And like, how bad am I going to feel the next day when I need to like, get up and train? That would keep me up at night. That would. Like... Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, we're actually like, I have a few friends who are in town and they're all like, let's do a beer mile. Do you know what a beer mile is by the way?
1: No. Okay, Okay.
0: so a beer mile, I've never done one, but it is like kind of a runner rite of passage. I feel like I kind of need to do one. Basically you run a mile typically on a track. So a mile on a track is four laps. If it's a standard size track um, and you chug a beer each lap. So you chug a beer, you run a lap, you chug a beer, you run a lap and you see how fast you can run. Basically, you can't and do it without vomiting
1: until you throw up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you You, throw what, up. you vomit.
0: like the aggressive way to do this is like if you vomit, then you have to run another lap. And like, so just you just keep running and vomiting until you're just, like, walking and vomiting. I don't know. I don't know. At some point it ends. (laughs) But it's very – it's, like, I don't know.
1: So That doesn't sound like what you do on Thanksgiving weekend. Like, there's a time and a place for that, but it's not – family fun no like barfing is not bonding I thought I'm sorry well maybe you do that before Thanksgiving to like you know have your stomach be empty and ready for all the delicious foods
0: yeah so I'm like okay between a beer mile and like stuffing my face at Thanksgiving how am I also fitting in marathon training but um But I love, I love to say, yeah, I love kind of sticking to the classics. I don't know if I've ever had cornbread stuffing though. I think I've had like challah stuffing or like sourdough
1: stuffing. Interesting. Cornbread stuffing is, it's very like Southern. There's no, Mm. there are no Southern people in my family, but for some reason this (laughs) like recipe got passed down and it is, it's just like, everything is moist. It's like corn Uh, is like a natural companion to kale. It's just yeah. like really nice, very like mm. w- the beginning of winter. Cause especially because it's cold over here, like yeah. it's something that feels very hearty. Okay.
0: I love that. All right. You're gonna have to like share a version of this recipe with me.
1: Yes. So all of our listeners, I will share the version of the <laughs> recipe to
0: all of our listeners. All of our yes. Tens, hundreds. Hey mom.
1: Hey mom, <laughs> mom. you're gonna share that recipe.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um Okay. That's the test to okay, my yeah, mom right, listening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that recipe. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, we've got this settled. Okay, I feel like I've got my like now what I can for this week is good. Um uh, my now what is that is keeping me up at night is uh who should the Democrats be running to challenge to challenge Trump in 2020? Like yeah. I know we just had the midterms. I know, I know, but honestly. You got. You got to start. Like someone is going to announce. People are already like you know going to the fairs and putting together their their secret packs and starting to do exploratory committees. Like it's happening, and I it is giving. It's starting to give me keep me up at night just because I I worry that the obvious candidate. Um, like, well I just don't know if there's an obvious candidate. I mean obviously I, people are talking not. about about Hillary and that worries me and I oh, I, no. I think that would be like a big mistake. I don't I feel like you know most of my friends still have PTSD from the last time that happened and I think a lot of people would sit it out, but like you can also make the argument that she can raise money. She's the most qualified. She did beat Trump in the popular vote. You know, if she just went to a few more states, like we she could be our president. She She, she can do it. She did it basically. But, um, but I just, I feel like with the midterms and the direction this country is going, we need, we need new blood. We need a new voice. We need, um, we need someone who's going to get people excited, but like how excited we're not, are we, are we like, are we running Beto or are we like going for someone who's a little bit more down the middle um, or I guess Beto, I mean, Beto is down the middle, but Beto's a little bit unknown. Maybe we're, like, is didn't... it Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or is it oh. Beto? Yeah. <laughs> like, are um... we abolishing ICE? <laughs> or are we just, like, being, like, immigration reform?
1: Because you can <laughs> abolish ICE and be a Kristen Gillibrand, you know what yeah. I mean? You yeah. can be a very palatable, like, she would, she would play well. I don't think she's got huge name recognition right now, but she could play well in states that, like, don't know anything about her, yeah. but she also, I just, she doesn't have like a coalition. Like, yeah. I don't know if she's going to be enough of a coalition builder to to steal those, you know, white women still voting for Trump that are just like the problematic, I mean, I you know, not to yeah. use trigger words, but like, you know, the people that are in red states that are kind of preventing uh, these districts from being flipped, as I experienced in the New Jersey 4th recently. Yeah. And, I just think that we've, I mean, we've been asking this now, what, since 2016, we've honestly been asking this now, what, since Obama left and we knew that we didn't have any like obvious and good answers because like he came out of nowhere and surprised everyone by being able to, you know, how are we going to bounce back from, you know, how low we all feel after Gore lost, you know, similarly in a very like painful way, how do we come back from that? Um, you know, John Kerry was not the guy and, and Howard Dean yeah. was not like all the people that were kind of like close, but not there yet. Yeah. I just, I don't know, like, do we need a progressive white man or do we need like a a woman of color or a person of color who's able to, you know, really energize and bring kind of a diverse and younger set of people to the polls? I don't know if it's not identity politics almost more than it is issues at this point because to your point people are more moderate than they think they are and if we ran you know a little bit more in the middle I think it's all about the character look at look at the president now it's all about the person that we cast in that role more than like what they actually care about because people can get very little done
0: Yeah. So, I mean,
1: I, I will like change my
0: mind, but like right now, the way that I feel is, you know, run, I think my ideal ticket would be someone like Gillibrand, but with a more progressive running mate. So like, what if it was like Gillibrand Beto? Because I think, so I like the idea of a woman. I don't think the country is ready for a woman of color. Like, I just, I don't think Kamala Harris. yeah Exactly. I don't think think we're quite there yet. Um, I'm there, but (laughs) I don't think the country is quite there. Um, So like running a white woman feel, but, you know, someone that the the Republican Party hasn't been essentially like developing a campaign around like hating for the last 20 years makes sense to me. You'll get the excitement of like the first woman president, um, but it feels less. Like less scary, you won't have so many like issues with with groups of people being like she doesn't look like me. Um, so I think you can kind of circumvent that. Get the excitement of the candidate, Gillibrand. I think she's on the Foreign Services Committee. She's mm-hmm. outspoken on sexual assault in the military. So like she's got like that kind of. She can speak to the military, but she's like got some interesting. She's on the right side of a lot of interesting issues. Um, and then if you added in someone who is younger, who gets people excited, who's a little bit more of an unknown, then maybe in my mind, at least the way that, that things look right now, like that could be the ideal balance. And I'm not saying Gillibrand and um, and someone who is like young and maybe far, far more progressive. Like in my mind, Beto is young, but he's also still like pretty moderate. Like he, yep. he was appealing to Texas. So you know, and also the idea of, of putting Beto on the ticket, you know, I think then there's a good chance, actually, even though Beto didn't win the Senate, that actually um, Texas could flip, but... That's, Interesting theory. That's my... That's, that's where I'm thinking, but it's my, it also might just be because I just saw Gillibrand on CNN talking about 2020,
1: so... <laughs> I mean, Inception is how it happens, but this is also, unfortunately, going to continue to keep you up at night. I mean, there's oh, just... Yeah. There is not even a next step right now. Like I want to coalesce behind who everyone else coalesces behind yes. because I think party unity is almost the most important. So for now, it's just, you know, keeping keeping on all of the, the newbies in the House and, and the Senate, just making sure that our voices are heard and people are acting on the issues that are important because it's going to be... It's going to be a while before we have who our our person is, I think. Yeah. Well, I think actually that is the best
0: point. Like right now it's not keeping me up at night necessarily like who's going to run. I think it's fun to talk about, but I think the thing that keeps me up at night is more what you were what you were saying, which is like can the can the party figure out who we want to run and coalesce around them early. What I don't want is for there to be kind of like a bunch of different people and we have this prolonged um, primary and we've got three possibilities at the the convention. And it just feels like, you know, Trump and the Republicans can attack us on so many different angles. We need to be, be like a united party and be really like clear on who we are, what we stand for and what we're about. Um, because I think that's the only way that we're going to, to win in 2020.
1: I, I think those are wise words to end on. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: It won't, always, it won't always be this political. I mean, you and I do talk about politics a lot, but um, it'll find
1: its way into it, but it's not yeah. going to be the whole thing. And I was going to say, do you want to, okay, <laughs> now what do you kind of want to set up what, um, you know, the future episodes will be just before we sign off? Yeah, is tune in next week? Does that sound too like
0: tune in next week? I don't know.
1: Um, Or or just something like thank you to our moms and to John (laughs) and our friends and to everybody who decided to tune in and, and hear our musings on life and what to do about it. And next week, we're going to continue the conversation. We'll follow up and see the decision I made about painting. If I've made any positive strides in social media what Bridget decides to cook for Thanksgiving. And hopefully we don't have an answer on who's running for president. That would be crazy, but crazier things have happened. We live in a crazy world and that's why we need to discuss, okay, now what? Until next week.
0: Until next week.